So you just picked up a sled. That's what we were talking about. Yep, a couple hours ago. A couple hours ago. You get the, the dream. You got rid of the sleds for a while? Yeah, I, it's an abusive relationship, but uh, we're back together again, so... We'll uh, we'll see how it goes this time around. I'm hoping uh, it goes all right. <laughs> Why, why'd you get rid of the last one? Um, ask anybody who's ever ridden a snowmobile in real deep powder and then have that powder get all slushy and rained out. It can uh, turn into a pretty big production. But rodeo. Yep. <laughs> Everybody thinks when you when you ride up there in a snowmobile that it's like it's just like hopping on a little gentle oh, yeah. ride and going for a nice easy stroll. Yep. <laughs> and that's not the way it goes. It's down. anything but. Yep. Jason, you were on one. Yeah, one time. One time. Enough. I went and bought two. I traded a guy for two sleds before I went with you, and then I went with you, and I uh, immediately decided I was not going to hunt off a snowmobile <laughs> <laughs> unless I'm going with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Even then, it doesn't work. We went, Marks. We so the we had some dog tree engineers. We took up there up the Clackamas. And so I rented a couple. I talked to this guy who used to rent snowmobiles, and he didn't anymore, but he's he had a couple, and he's like, I'll let you rent them out. And he had a couple, like, built mountain sleds, and then a, uh, a couple. So Jason and he said Charlie. It's Charlie. And we had uh, Henry two. Henry and yeah. Stephen. Yep, Stephen yep. Uh, from Dogtro. We had a, a engineer from, God. From Korea. Korea. I mean, didn't speak English. <laughs> yep. And then we had uh, Stephen, who was... With dog tray, and he could translate. Yeah. So we'd have. I would say at least you guys had a translator oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. with you. <laughs> He'd look at you and he'd go, blah, 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 and then one guy'd be like, blah, 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 and I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> Just fill us in. And, and then uh, there was Cody. And then Cody. Cody Glancy. Glancy. Kentucky Cooner. The Kentucky Cooner. And I talked to Cody, and, and so I was telling you a story earlier. I, I, I said, You ever ridden a sled before? He's like, No, I've ridden four wheelers and wave runners. And I'm like, Well, all right, you'll do all fine. <laughs> we pull up, we get in there, we we drive in. It's like 17 miles to that rock pit. You know that rock pit I'm talking about? Just yep. And I mean, we're talking deep powder. It. Me and Dan and Jimmy went up to break trail. So we're gonna break a trail and make a circuit up there, so that when those guys showed up, I could just have a nice track and we could just run a loop in there. Well, it snowed like 16, 18 inches that on top dumped. of that track. So oh, we get there, wow. there's no track. That whole groomed area that they normally groomed, they hadn't groomed it yet, and I'm like, crap. So we go in there and go all the way beat back into that rock pit and it's just powder i mean it's just one of the ones where you're just floating and you just got to keep it pinned try to keep your skis level and uh, i'm leading the train and i stop right in the middle of that rock pit and it's just like powder and i'm like and i turn back and i go okay Clancy, take a spin around this it was wide open beautiful beautiful <laughs> whole area just looked like a big old snow christmas you know? card oh yeah like you could just go like a wave runner just go and i said go on it so he drops out of the out of the the tracks I made, and I mean, fifteen yards, buries it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just buries it. Yep. You see his head sticking out, and I'm like, crap. So I go over there and I, I, you know, pat it down. I throw the sled to the side, and and I hop on that thing, and I'm and I'm pinning it. And I've never, I am not a snowmobiler. Like I, I get it done. Like I'm like a utility you know necessity. What I mean? Yep. And so I'm on that mountain sled, and it's it's floating left and right, and you know what I mean? Like, somebody who knows how to ride a sled, they would have made it look easy, but not me. I'm like, whoa, and I'm just pinning it, and I'm scared to let go of the gas because I know I'm going to bail it in front of all these engineers. And <laughs> oh, I got a whole yeah. crew there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on up here. 
So yep. I'm turning. I can't steer this thing. I can't. I mean, I'm just. It's everything I could do to point <laughs> it in the right direction. Then I come around. And there's this big old rock pile here, and I just, the the sled's going straight for the top of that thing. And I'm like, no, no, no. You know. <laughs> so finally, I make it through this little gully of these two rock piles, and I go off of one kind of, not in the middle of it. You know, kind of like side hill. And I'm thinking, I'm 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 rolling. I'm going over. You know, and somehow I jump that thing. I mean, just clear it. And I land, and I don't know how I stayed on that thing. I was on my belly. You know I mean? Just laying on my belly. <laughs> I get back in the tracks, right? On the tracks, and I, and I go, and that's how you do it, son. <laughs> he got totally lucky, Cody. <laughs> oh, man. That, I can definitely relate to that. My my first time going out, I was going with, like, a, you know, my old hunting partner who was super experienced. He, you know, had the hot rod snowmobiles and he'd go up on the big hill climbs all the time. Dan Wallace. So Dan, if you're listening, this is the first time you probably heard this story because <laughs> I was always too embarrassed to Those tell you about best. it. But yeah, it, you know, just got this sled unloaded, had it for all of like a couple hours and decided we'd take it up. And, uh, you know, I know some guys will have the pull behind sleighs and other guys will have them up on the tunnel, and I had mine up on the tunnel. It was a uh, like a dog crate at that time. Just strapped and, down. Uh, oh yeah, and I you know I ride street bikes and four wheelers and dirt bikes, and I was overconfident to say the least. And uh, just took off and was kind of ripping out of the parking lot. Got around the first corner, kind of icy, hard packed snow. You know, <laughs> it was going over a rut. This you know, and the ski caught in the the hard pack and threw me right over the top of it. Fortunately, the dogs were okay. The snowmobile was still running for a little while. and Mark stacked <laughs> up in the ditch somewhere. Yeah, I, I flipped it over before my buddy actually saw me, so it worked out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get hurt too bad. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have too bad of a time, but I was just riding, and I had a really pretty awesome sled. Well, all of your guys' eyes, when I looked at you guys, they were all wide. Everybody's yeah. eyes were just wide, like, oh. Yeah, it was <laughs> like Nitro Circus status. <laughs> and I just looked at everybody, I said, stay on my tracks. <laughs> I got <laughs> on my sled, and I was like, nobody left the track. They stayed right in the train. We went to the train all the way through the... That's when they're not looking. You say under your breath, you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> no kidding. Well, and it was not good weather either. I mean, it was snowing and cold and nasty that whole day. Oh, it was rough. That it warming was... hut was like had a halo around it you know you're pulling up and it's like we know there's gonna be a fire and yeah that was yep. pretty slick nice we went the first time i said i bought that that wide track and uh i had this rack that i built for my four-wheeler you know it's a, a rig rack you know oh nice and so me and matt we got this snowmobile and i'm like this thing's a tank i mean it's a 24 inch track i mean have you ever seen a super wide track it's just you have to go oh look at it mm-hmm the track is just like massive and so i mount that that rack on the on the back like on the tunnel but it sticks out it was like probably 36 inches wide you know what i mean it's wide and i'm like this is gonna be awesome you know what i mean like to put my dogs on here and i can go and so me and me and matt and jimmy jimmy was with us and uh so we go up on the mountain it was perfect whenever you had two inches of snow on the gravel i mean nothing right up but when you started getting up in the powder and that thing would tip, you know, because if, if, you if you've never ridden a snowmobile, and, and you can attest to this, you want to lean the wrong direction. When it starts going and leaning left, your natural instinct is to push left to keep you right. You right? want to so bury you, that left side with weight. So yeah. you push your weight on the left side, which makes it go worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, 
the dogs do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, when you're on the top and you're like, oh, we're going this way. All the dogs push left. You're like, no, no. So me and Matt, I mean, we were like two up on this thing, which is the first wrong choice we made. And I mean, cause we were, I'm not kidding you, sitting here in front of this shop. And me and Matt were looking at the night before going, this is going to be epic. This is badass. <laughs> you know, this is going to be the perfect deal. We get up there in that powder, that sled starts, you know, doing this. And, and then the dogs start doing, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we miffed. I mean, just bury that thing on the side. I'd fall off. Matt fall off. The dogs would fall off. We'd have to back <laughs> up. Get the dogs hooked back up. I mean, at one point, I I think I was in two foot of snow. Matt was like, you know, what do you call that? Spooning me because he's <laughs> he's right in the ground. And it was, it was like he had to get the, the guy off. He's spooning you, so he's he's stuck. I'm stuck, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> we got back. I had lost an alpha that day. I didn't want to go back and get it. I was like, screw that. I'm done. <laughs> Not <laughs> worth it. I'll go look for it in the. Spring. I got a bunch more in the shop. <laughs> yeah, and we got back, and it was the most miserable trip I have ever been on a snowmobile. It was the first time, and I took that rack off, and that's when I went to to pull behinds. Yep. See, that's probably around the same time that, uh, I had a couple days like that as well, you know, and I was just like, okay, I'm done with this. This yeah. is such a pain. I'm going to go to the coast or go someplace, you know, bare ground and try and try and go that route instead. I'm like, I'm done with this. Oh yeah. Then you yeah. sell the sled. Sell the sled. And here I am a couple and years I later. You got a new one two yeah. years later. <laughs> so is this one going to Nevada? Yeah. Yeah. It'll uh, go on some out of state hunts. That's pretty yeah. much why I got it, but. We'll see. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. You'll like that wide track, I think, compared yeah. to the others. I mean, those other sleds are nice, and it, they're they're light. This thing's a heavy. I mean, it's heavy, but. Yep. Gosh, it's they're nice. Yeah. I, I'm, I have a love-hate relationship with it. I actually took it elk hunting this year because we got a bunch of snow, and it got wet, and I was like, oh, this will be perfect. I'll get up. And at one point, I had Mike take a loop around, and I went. You know, so there's this one trail. I said, well, this trail, I already broke this trail out, you know, yesterday or two days ago, and it already snowed a bunch. I said, so I know it comes back up to where I meet. And I said, you take that way, look for elk tracks. I'm going to go this way. And, of course, I find some elk tracks, so I hop off my sled, and I'm running after, you know, trying to chase these elk down. No Mike, no Mike, no Mike. Well, he had laid it over. Oh, no. <laughs> he had all flipped over, and he's in reach message me like, hey, you might going to come give me a hand here. <laughs> And so I get it. He finally, because I was chasing elk, he didn't have a clue. So he finally got it rolled back over. And, and uh, it was just one of those things. It was a tight turn. And he backed off of it. And then, you know what I mean? Like, Sat funny. You, there, there's things about, and I can't explain how to ride a snowmobile. Like, I, It's one of those things you just got to learn. Like, yep. You got to mess up. You got to flip it over. You got to get it buried. You know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> it's just like a, a truck. Trial you know by I mean? air. You, when you're driving a truck in the snow and you're like, at that moment where you know I'm about to bury this, <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a <laughs> shovel, <laughs> and you got to know that moment to back out. And there's a moment that you don't back out, and yep. sometimes sometimes that's a hard lesson to learn too. It's a fine line too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Especially in your you know in your early twenties out there doing it. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> Did a it, lot of digging in those early years. <laughs> the the calculation of more gas or less gas. Yes. <laughs> There's only a split second. I mean, it's not very long. Yeah. Yeah. Or your uh, boots are filled up with ice, you're getting in and out of the truck, and then you really don't have a choice of either giving it more or less. It just kind of decides what the gas pedal is going to do. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. We should probably introduce our guest, though. 
Yeah, Mark, Mark Boyer. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How's Mark, it going? Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yep. Well, You're selling out. people on snowmobile hunts. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's going to have a cheap sled in about two years for sale if anybody's looking. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be had here. Uh, love what you guys are doing with the podcast. Keep up the good work. It's uh, awesome having some really good hound content, especially, you know, driving around the truck or heading to the woods to or from. So keep, thank you, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Well, we've all known each other for quite a while. Oh, I yeah. Mean, really, well, it was, we really kind of got hooked up when you were doing the uh, Foothills. Yeah, Club. Foothills. And I think the first time I met you was, uh, gosh, it was either down at Salem or like yeah, a Fern Ridge or something. Fern Ridge, probably. Yeah. And I, Buddy, I met Buddy, I think, the first time back in the sticker days. I remember <laughs> walking around the Sportsman Show, I think was the first time I talked to you. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's got, you know, really cool hound stickers. At that point in time, yeah. there was, like, nothing, you yeah, know? right. At least out here anyways. I uh, had that camo truck I'd put in that show. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, man, whose truck that is that? Ranger? That ranger's awesome. Yeah, we had a, a camo, <laughs> like, a, I mean, 98 Ranger, and, and Mike had a, a, a 2001. I don't know which one put the show. I think we've had them both in the show at some point. But we totally camoed that whole rig. It was 100% camo, and that's how we're going to make our big bucks. <laughs> we, would, we would sell camouflage for a rig and then I mean, we'd install it for like 300 bucks it'd take us it'd take three a of week. us <laughs> like all day like 15 hours times three guys like you yeah. you you own your business or yeah so you can imagine the oh yeah the calculation of how much money it was like yeah 300 bucks we'll throw this on it was like 100 bucks piece for 15 hours worth of yeah, work yeah right <laughs> I don't know what that calculates down to but um, not a cost of living wage no. The cost of looking cool, though, yeah. priceless. Yeah, you can't put a price on that. <laughs> uh, now people ask me, "Oh, would you still do that?" And I'm like, "There's a lot, but cheaper places." Because I'm, you're I'm not going to pay me what it's going to take yeah. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the amount you're going to pay me to do that is way more. I'm trying to make the price so that you don't want to. Also, um, <laughs> but we'd sell the 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 camel clad stuff and. So let's show, that's where it all started with, with this thing. It was just... With w graphics, not W. 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 I thought it was W at first. Well, that was the logo. It had a, oh, okay. w, a w in it. I don't... You got the magnet somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. I had a t-shirt a long time ago. It was, it was like a W. But that's where W came from. It was just... It was going to be W graphics, and we did decals, and went to that sports and show. That was a lot of work for not a lot of return. But, man, it was... It was cool. Yep. Um, yeah. So, no, we, that was a long time ago, man. It had to be like 2000, 2000, yeah. 2001. A long time ago. We're kids. Now we're, you know, that's the crabby part. You look around and you still feel like a kid. Do you ever feel like when you look around and you're I like. I feel like our age group, you know, especially because we're not really like the old guys per se, but right. we've definitely been around long enough to know a thing or yeah. two. Yeah. But you still got a lot to learn, too. So, But when you see these 19-year-olds look at you like you're the old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What is, That's how uh, I feel all the time. Or if you're, uh, you know, second, maybe not the first to the tree anymore, you're like, oh, crap. Oh, what yeah. the heck? <laughs> I was never first. I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> I, was, I was talking. I think it was Tim Cook I was talking to, and we were talking. And I was like, you know, we're at that age where we didn't realize it, but we are daddy. You know what I mean? How you, yep. you know, your daddy yep. always knew everything. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, yep. dad, can you do this? And, and now, now you're like, hey, dad. Oh, sh oh shit. I'm, I am daddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> my revelation yep. was, I'm wondering, like, did my dad 
fake it that well <laughs> because I'm I'm 35 and I'm like, man, I'm still figuring all this out. <laughs> like, you know, you just realize like either A, they faked it till they made it, you know, yeah. and they're confident. You just got to be confident about it because now I got two kids. Yeah. Or you, you know, when you're young and you're like, oh, that person's in their 30s. They must yeah. really got their stuff together. You, <laughs> yeah, know? Right? you like, realize <laughs> nobody has their crap together, period. <laughs> you don't realize it till the end. And you look back and go, that son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he faked it pretty good. I, th- I really believed that. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think I knew everything. And now I'm like, I'm supposed to know everything. Does my boy think that? Because holy hell. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of pressure, man. Because yeah. we all got kids, Mark. You got what, three? Uh, Two. Two. Two and uh, actually one on the way here in March. So. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, congrats, man. Yeah, thanks, man. How old? Uh, seven and soon to be five. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mine are two and f- well, almost three and five. And yours are what? Eleven, 11 and, se- and seven. Uh, nine. Nine. Yeah, but yeah, that that that's a that's a weird dynamic when you think about it. From like we are dad, and I st- yep. I've been thinking like I've been hunting because you lost your dad here recently, right? Yeah, about four years ago or so. Yeah, yep. same time as me then. Yeah, because I was like 2015. I lost my old man. Yep. Yeah. Just thinking, you know, hunting with my boy and and thinking, and I'm like, I'm that eight, you know when you think back, it 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 hunts that you had with your old man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how old you were, and and the fact that I'm like. Shit, for, I'm 40. Yeah. I'm 41. I don't know what I am right now, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm Old. 41. I, I can't do the math. You're the <laughs> oldest one here, right? <laughs> how old are you? Uh, 33. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, he's young, a baby. Young. How old? 35. Soon to be six. So, yeah, I'm like the old man. <laughs> but anyways, in a couple years. <laughs> yeah. You'll feel this, Mark. You're going to be, you're going to be 40 and you're going to think back on some of these stories that you've, like, with, like me and my dad and I'm like. This is the age he was when yep. we, we got stuck in the snow or. Isn't that crazy? Like I've had that same thought like really recently, like with my mom, yeah. you know, and my dad, it's like, you know, I think back to, I am the age that I really remember my parents being raising us, you know, like I remember my parents at 35, mm-hmm. Yep. you know? So it's like, that's when you start thinking, did you know what you were doing or were you just <laughs> hoping you didn't screw us up too bad? Cause yeah. that's how I feel some days. Like as long as the kids can get minimalized counseling in the future i did a good job yeah and that's that's exactly it as i was thinking shit my old man was 40 whenever you know we were killed my first buck or yeah, dragged right. this buck out or I, I, we got one time we got stuck you know all these just different memories you had just have with the old man and you're just thinking that's me right now you know yep. I mean, that's me and bradley and and it's that, just weird it's a weird shift isn't it though like because it's a whole mindset. I that's think. that's what I love about a lot of those uh, Brett Vaughn recordings that you guys have been sh- uh, putting out. Like listening to some of the old timers talk about like how it used to be and like hearing their two cents. It just reminds me of being a kid and sitting around the coffee table, you know, listening to my dad and his old hound hunting buddies yeah. all talk about dogs and stuff. And it's just I don't know. It pretty cool. Well, and you're yeah. happy you guys are recording it now. It's oh great yeah, to Brett's hear some out. Of those conversations. <laughs> He's on the road right now recording a couple, and then I've got a couple lined up with him uh, to do via phone. Oh, nice. Pretty quick. Cool. But yeah, it's, well, you, your dad used to hunt with some pretty, uh, yeah, pretty he, well-known uh, houndsmen. Yeah, for sure. He was mainly a bear hunter, and, uh, well, let's, let's take a step back. When he was uh, getting home from Vietnam, um, he owned his own construction outfit, building, uh, you know, new houses, and- kind of what he always does or did and uh 
there was an old timer. His name was Virgil Stutlick, and uh, he got my dad into hounds in like the early seventies. And uh, you know, Virgil basically got him into it. He fell in love with it, and it just basically did like it did with all of us, and took over our lives. Kind it seems like, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just kind of kept going from there. But I basically break my hound experience into two chapters. One was when I was going with my dad when I was a kid and thinking it was a lot easier, you know, <laughs> and, Dad's and, thinking, got his stuff figured and out. thinking like, oh, this is good. This hound hunt stuff's going to be pretty easy. And then, uh, the second chapter was, you know, where I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> figuring it out. Yeah. Faking it until you <laughs> figure yeah. it out. You're hoping that there's a make it at the end of it. You can fake oh, it until yeah. you make it. Yep. That's but the truth too. It's been fun though. <laughs> yeah. So did your dad hunt anything other than bears? Uh, he hunted bobcats and cougars and it was mainly more along the lines of it was something to do in the off season but he was mainly a like a hunter. diehard bear hunter and so what's your favorite story of, of hunting man i got a with, with the easy story back when it was easy just walking <laughs> back when you were with uh, your, iP- your i play with your ipad in the back seat and, and there was no okay iPod. so so i got one so i was uh oh gosh i was probably six or seven years old just a little kid knee high to a grasshopper and uh, i was going out with my dad and my dad was great he always would take us boys anytime you wanted to go you could go so it was never like okay well i'm going with my buddies there's no room it was there was always room for his kids and that was great so uh he had uh let's see we were hunting uh up to clackamas and i think we were up to clackamas and let's see it had to been probably like 90 two or three i don't know my math's probably not lining up here but uh the dogs basically had a bear bait up and he was on top of this mountain and we had uh, one good old boy from florida who was a friend of my dad's who was kind of a you know big big guy he was kind of trailing and well, me and my dad some of those florida boys are pretty big i mean but <laughs> it was pretty funny though because he always had lunch and stuff for us too like and it was oh, always yeah. like the best lunch when we got back but he was trying to help his buddy get a bear because he'd never got one before and all of a sudden you know the dogs just kind of break loose and they're coming down and they're coming down fast and we're like walking through this little drainage super thick there's like a game trail that we're walking up and anyways the dogs are come we hear the dogs roaring and all of a sudden like my dad picks me up and he throws me basically into the brush and he jumps back that bear runs right between us with the dogs right on its <laughs> butt Jeez. and uh i remember i'll never forget it he's like don't tell your mom about this <laughs> of course of course <laughs> sorry mom <laughs> and uh that was probably one of the coolest memories of you know when i was a kid getting but, thrown in the brush <laughs> yeah and uh don't tell your mom about this it was pretty funny but uh bear hunting was fun but i you know i'm definitely like cat hunting probably a lot better for me for for my liking anyways yeah so, hmm. so. i used to love i mean i loved our bear hunting days in california but now, uh, looking back, I was a lot younger, and you turned loose knowing that you were going to go into a just absolute mess. Oh, yeah. yeah it was going to be the bottom of a canyon or the top of a ridge or whatever. Yeah, I could I could see liking running the cats, especially with a family. I mean, oh, yeah. I know your kids go with you. Oh, yeah. It's a little more manageable. Yeah. You don't have to throw them in the brush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not too often. Your mom probably knew anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm they, sure. They know. 
like I lost a dog in California. I didn't lose him. I knew right where he was, but he had bluffed out. And my buddy Jake Witcherly, we were walking in to get this dog. We walked like something like 12 miles in and out and in and out trying to get to it because you had to go to the bottom or you could go to the top of, of this bluff, but you couldn't get to the dog. And uh, we were we were up there for like a weekend. And I get home and my mom calls and she says, honey, are you all right? I said, yeah, I'm fine, mom. I don't know. I just, I had this feeling you were on my heart this whole weekend. Like I've been worried about you. And, oh, nothing to worry about, mom. Of course, I didn't tell her I was hanging off the edge of a mountain tied to my buddy that, <laughs> you know, outweighs me by probably a hundred pounds. I'm rappelling down the side trying to grab this dog. But yeah, mom, uh, mom's no Mark. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, there was one time I went with Craddock. I, I brought Bradley. He was little and that bear come out of the tree, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, coming towards, and most of the time those things aren't coming towards you. They're just, they're Oh just, yeah. He definitely wasn't stopping. He didn't know he you didn't, were there. He didn't even know we were there. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, they, we grabbed Bradley and threw him back a little bit, you know, not, he wasn't going to get run over, but I come out of that tree and. <laughs> Boy, their eyes were wide. I mean, it was wide open and good story. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah, it was a fun way, to, a fun childhood anyways, I'll say that. We uh, definitely, me and my brothers grew up a little bit differently than uh, a lot of people anyways. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, and if you're not in it, you don't, I guess you don't understand uh, the draw to it. Yeah. I mean, like, why do we keep doing what we do? Like, you're a generational houndsman. Your dad was a houndsman. You're a houndsman. So. On that, do you, and I've had this theory because I've seen people, and I haven't seen you, you know, young. But is there a a a, a self challenge for you sometimes to compare you to your dad? Because so my my old man didn't do hounds, and so this was this was like my deal with the hounds. And so if I sucked at it, I sucked at it. And I didn't know any better, right? So, you know what I mean? But for you coming through with somebody who had dogs, oh, gosh. was that a mental um, like when you're in your teens and stuff, and you're coming to manhood? I would say it's like true as many other aspects of when like you're kind of growing up you know like you always feel like you got the best idea because you're the <laughs> yeah. the young smart one right course, and right. uh there was yeah dad doesn't know what he's talking about and he he'd give me advice and uh you wouldn't take it i wouldn't listen most <laughs> of the time i'd be like no no i know what i'm talking about and he would uh i mean it would i wouldn't really necessarily say there was like a competition because He's way better than I probably ever will be. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, you know, and then he was mainly a bear hunter who hunted cats in the off season, and you know, trying to get really good at bobcat hunting, which is mainly what I run. Right, is uh, it's a little bit different style of hunting, you know. Yeah. So different type of dogs, and uh, when I started mainly just focusing on, you know, only bobcats and kind of changing my dogs to go more that direction. I started having more success, so yeah. But was was there any conflict with with him? Like, so were your dogs separate? Um. So let's see. We uh, were on a timber permit up here until about two thousand eight or nine. Right. And then he started kind of. I had older parents. They had me a little bit later in life, but um, right around that time period when uh, you know, we weren't doing the timber uh, permit anymore is about the time my dad kind of started getting out of it. I mean, he would still go out cat hunting with me. So 
we didn't necessarily have like two separate packs of hounds at the you know the same time period right but that makes sense but so you say he he was kind of getting out of it as you were getting in so your dogs at that point in time were you kind of running the same style of dog the same bloodline of dogs very much so very much so they were uh probably more bare-minded and uh I actually got my my first actual hound of my own own uh pack. We can acknowledge what's going on here. I don't mean to interrupt, but buddy literally <laughs> just walked over to the coffee pot, brought his cup and poured himself a cup. Y'all want some there's some <laughs> cups over there if you guys want some cups. I got I'll put the coffee pot right let's here for you guys to watch, that, man. Like it didn't freaking happen. Uh, All right, let's hit pause. You guys can get a cup of coffee. No, here. no, no, no. No, no, no. no we're good. good. All right. Well, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> so you took I mean really like bear dogs. And started hunting cats with them. Yeah, and I I didn't have a ton of success back in those days. Like uh, different dog. I huh? I got like uh, my brother Terry actually got me my first hound for like my own pack of dogs, and it came from uh, somebody out the coast, and the dog's name was Gunner, and he was probably the best worst hound I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Uh, he he taught me a lot though, but and uh, he was a a good coon dog I would say, and like a pretty he would have been a pretty good bear dog, but when it came to bobcats, he just was... Didn't have it. No, no. He was a good dog. I hunted him for a few years, and then uh, he eventually ended up going out to uh, a bear hunter out in Idaho, and I think he liked him quite a bit, but... What did he not do on cats? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> you guys you like train wrecks, right? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I got a train wreck, so... Makes me feel good whenever I hear somebody else a train wreck. So, I'm in... Uh, gosh, I'm out of high school, just out of high school, and... Uh, I'm going to take my girlfriend at the time and we're going to go up hound hunting. I'm like, well, you know, let's see how this goes. It's going to go one of two ways. You know, she'll either like it and think working the dogs is cool, stick around, or or she'll be like, all right, see you later. I'll find another (laughs) one. And we go out there and, you know, it's just right after a fresh snow, just perfect conditions. You know, everything's moving and we come across just a smoking hot bobcat track and I go up in the back. I only have one dog at the time and like a little janky old dog box in the back of my old Toyota and <laughs> go in the back. I'm like, all right, I had my telemetry collars. I had my, my blue box. I'm thinking I'm pretty cool. You know, I'm showing off a little high bit. Tech. Yeah. High, high tech. tech. Oh yeah. And I go back there and I turn Gunner loose and he's quiet and he just takes off on the track and I hear him out there about 400 yards and then I, he just bah, bah, opens up right i'm like all right man I'm, this is really working this is cool this is this is great do you see what's going on here watch this hey lady yeah <laughs> and, press uh, this chick right here and then gunner he does a u-turn and he comes running and i mean he's running back and he comes back into the road right where i'm at i'm like what what's going on you know what yeah. well, there's no track here what's, what's going the matter on? lassie <laughs> and he comes well? up and uh he goes right over to like the driver's side tire and he just lifts his ass up and he just grenades takes a dump just <laughs> shits all over my tire right in front of this girl i'm trying to impress and this girl actually ended up being my wife now so uh no matter how good my hounds have gotten since then she always manages to tell this story you know in front of my other hound buddies to embarrass me so <laughs> oh. yeah. that was my that that was a pretty good train wreck <laughs> you didn't catch that cat uh no no you know well, you and you had to clean your tire. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, man. <laughs> you and Laura were married. 
before you got dogs, right? No, no, we were dating. So I had you, before. we've all three had the like hound dog hunting dates, like yeah. gas station burritos in the truck <laughs> and hours yeah. on end on the mountain freezing. Yeah, I think that was some of the appeal for Laura was, you know, her, her dad was a, a surgeon, and so she was, comes from like golf and whatever, and you know, we here's this running around the mountain with flashlights. And, oh you yeah, know what I mean? like it's like way different it's like man exciting yeah i was the same with my wife's family never hunted you yeah, know yeah. into didn't even weren't even really into guns really back then mm-hmm. when we first got together but yeah definitely i've changed that whole family sorry guys <laughs> <That's> <laughs> if you're listening danny you're lost. <laughs> game over danny and i joke about it because since since the kids she hasn't been out with me hardly at all just because i hunt at night you right because i gotta work during the day and but you know we'll always think back to those gas station stop fill up the truck and grab a hot dog and hit the mountain you know and yep i don't know it's funny that we're all still with them too yeah because <laughs> that's not a story you hear from a lot of hound guys we'd be here and, and lord would be like because i i you know night hunting was it was rough but then lord would be like i promise i'll stay awake promise i'll promise i'll stay awake <laughs> 15 minutes after dark she's <laughs> yeah, out that's my wife too driving home at three in the morning i'm just like oh my god you know and she's like <laughs> Racked out, could not hold it. Yeah, but every time she'd be like, "Oh, I promise this time I'll stay awake." Yep. <laughs> yeah. No. My wife would always wake up uh, about the time I was falling asleep. Yep. Coming around the corner, I remember one time we're coming home, and she's like, "Honey, wake up!" I'm like, "I'm fine." Well, your eyes were closed. I said I was blinking. <laughs> well, you blinked all the way around that corner. <laughs> I used to have a real bad. I, I think I was part narcoleptic. I mean, ask Brandon sometime. He'll tell you some some stories of California field trials and falling asleep. But, yeah, well, she always woke up about the time I was going to drift off. Just so. when you're getting comfortable. Aren't you mainly a night hunter, too? Oh, yeah. No, that's all I do is hunt at night. I'm on this weird schedule. I don't go to sleep till probably midnight, 1 o'clock every night. Oh, wow. You know, because yeah. it's those nights that I hunt, I get home. You know, on a good night, I'm home by 1 o'clock. Yeah. See, yeah. I only night hunt anymore when it's like all the elk seasons and stuff are still yeah. going on and a ton of people in the woods, but that's about the only time I really hunt at night. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of over that. <laughs> 8.30 in my bedtime start. My, my, yeah, we're on the same page. Going, man. <laughs> Nine o'clock, I am, those kids better know. It's like, hey. <laughs> I literally have dogs that have never seen the daylight in the woods. I mean, like these young dogs I have, I've never, I've never hunted them during the day. So I'm not, I don't hunt fox and we don't have them really up here, but it, do, right. are, do they mainly only move at night? Can you run them in the daytime? You could or? run them in the morning. I mean, if you hit the morning move, you can do it, yeah. but you get to hunt for 45 minutes, you know, on oh, the okay. move and then same deal. I mean, even where we're at, it's, you got deer hunters this time of year, you got elk hunters. It's just easier to go at night. Right. And yeah. it, what I've found is it doesn't take away, I used to have a real bad problem balancing life because like hounds take so much and if you want good hounds you got to put even a more. lot of dedication yep. well you only got so much coffee in the pot you, yep. you got to figure out where to distribute it and i sucked at it for a lot of years you know and then i found out when i hunt at night you know i can take off and my kids are asleep my wife's either sleeping or working you know so it it works out and finding the medium yeah. it, it more came out of necessity nice. than really want to because i like to sleep i'm mm-hmm. just I don't know. I got a weird sleep schedule. Hmm. Like when I drive up here, it's kind of like a normal night. You know, I'll leave my house at seven o'clock and drive five and a half hours up here. Nice. 
But I check in with Jason at like eight. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to bed. <laughs> check in hotel, whatever. I'll see you when you get here. <laughs> yeah, it I works know. out though. I was even 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 like elk hunting this year. Like I, we had a train wreck after train wreck elk season. So I was like, I'm going for a drive this afternoon. You know, evening hunt. See some elk tracks. Just start taking off on them. I get. You know, a mile back in there, and I'm like, shit, I don't got a flashlight. I don't got nothing. <laughs> but he doesn't carry flashlights on purpose, I think. Flashlights are not on my porcupines know. make him oh, think of flashlights. You know, the, the one thing with elk is I, I threw a headlamp in my pocket because I'm, I'm so used to not having a light around me that I was like, I better keep a damn light around me because it's not like, you know, I'm not just hunting in the morning, you know what I mean? Whenever I was hunting that, that evening, I need like a flashlight that's just built in, like my tennis shoes, like a hidden flashlight somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Those what were the, what were those shoes that had the light up? The L.A. Oh yeah, we're all the same age bracket, yeah, so we know, know what, what we're talking, talking about, about here. Yeah. Everybody else, I don't know if you know. Yeah, hiking boots has got built-in lights. You know, like you step, you just <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be sweet. I don't know that that night hunting stuff. Like I think I told you, I gave up. The porcupine was the one that that did it for me. Uh, that was rough. So I don't know. You can keep the night, Jason. Yeah. I'll let you take the night shift. That works for me. So what what kind of dogs you got now? Um, let's see. Mainly running walkers slash treeing walkers. I do have one red tick, and uh, she actually came from uh, up in Washington State from a biologist up there, and uh, I really really like her. Um, she's been How one old of the best. Is she? She's uh gosh, she's gotta be right around nine. That's she's what I getting thought. older. But she's uh she's a great dog. Um and then I've got some kind of running crosses, treeing crosses, you know, pretty similar to what, you know, a lot of guys out here on the west Typical coast are Northwest. running. Yeah, exactly. So what biologist? Bart George oh, Bart, and okay. uh I, I was there's not too many biologists in Washington that run dogs, but Yep. I was up there doing some cats with him last yep. year. We need to get him on here. He'd be a good one. Yeah, we need to get him on there. I, he just got his permit renewed. I seen that came through this week. So nice. Hopefully things will go on. We head back up there and call go, some cats. Do, do that, and then to do a podcast with him. He'd be a fun one to do. Yeah, he's, he's already done meat eater, and he's gonna do. You know, he he's big time. Yeah, <laughs> he's big wig. He's the big time. Yeah, he's already he's already hobnobbing with the big the big guys. We just go. Yeah, we're big guys. We'll have to just take the the leftovers. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sweep up the crumbs around the table. Yeah. The the good thing is, is we talk more dogs, but he's a nice guy. I like him. Yep. Um, and a hard hardcore guy. I mean, that's the problem with like, like when you talk about that the studies and stuff. Like we're there to run the dogs, catch the cat, and then and then he's got to track that thing step by step and measure trees and measure density, and I'm like. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's when the work starts. The little part of your job that's cool does not outweigh. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we got the dogs, we got the cat, let's go. And he's like, no, we got to do all the study stuff. I'm like, damn, that. You mean we got to we got to do the work? Like we got to walk through this mess where the cat went and you know follow the steps and and measure the whole way the cat went and that part of it was kind of like not fun. Took the fun out of it. I mean, it was it wasn't bad, but it was, I can't remember to take a picture. Like, let alone do anything else. When I go to the woods, it's like I'm just hunting, and we get the dogs and we go home. Yeah, you know exactly. It's horrible. I wish I could remember. 
So now that you got a snowmobile, you're gonna make them jeep ruts up there? Oh gosh, I don't know, man. <laughs> we I come down. I was gonna tell that story, but I didn't know if you wanted to go there. <laughs> we the we uh, I, I was cussing your name, oh, Marty, dude. with the Koreans. That Korean guy is probably sitting there going, "What's he saying? What's he saying?" And I was like, "That son of a bitch, Mark, up here in the jeep." <laughs> We come up over the top. You just put that truck kit on it, right? Oh, yeah. I think it was sick. Yeah. We come up over that rock pit, come down through the Skyline Trail to hop on the 4220. And, uh, you know, the big old Jeep ruts right there. And I mean, so I'm flipping <laughs> off the snowmobile. Jason's flipping off the snowmobile. Jimmy, everybody's just. <laughs> oh, Jimmy piled it up. <laughs> running running Jeep ruts up there. You know, if you're never in a snowmobile. It's terrible. That and, is uh, not fun. And I'm sitting there going, like, damn, Mark, <laughs> you had that Jeep and you could go anywhere you want to There's with that certain Jeep. times of the year at certain spots where we go where it's like, it's only going to be one of a handful of us in there. Yeah, in right. Some of oh, these yeah. areas. So. Oh, he uh, knew it was you. Funny. Right That's away. Funny. There, there was no was question. Like, Damn it, Mark's been on here. Yeah. I was up there earlier and it wasn't there. And, and I was like, shit, Mark's here. <laughs> and that, that Korean was probably sitting there going, like, I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> and then, and the translator's Jeep? like, I can't use these words right now. But something about Mark, something about Jeep, something, something's going on. But there's something about a Jeep and a Mark. I don't understand what this is, but. That Jeep was sick, though. That thing went anywhere. Thank you still you. got it? Yeah, I still got it. Uh, we're kind of taking a break right now, though. Um, <laughs> He's on the snowmobile <laughs> now. Uh, can I borrow the keys to that thing where you're going to go hunt with your snowmobile? I'm going to go run that Jeep around your snowmobile oh, trail. Oh, gosh. No, we're on a break right now. Um, that thing, I mean, it. Uh, local hunts is great if you're going to be in it for a long period of time it's or, like, wild, more huh? than, like, you know, 10 hours. Then Bumpy. Well, it's just not a ton of room. It goes anywhere, which yeah. it's great for that. But and then most of the local stuff out around my my house is all pretty much closed down on account of the fires this yeah. this year. So it's like you're traveling everywhere. And I don't really want to drive that, you know, the coast or eastern Oregon. No way. So did you build it yourself? Yeah, it was my first vehicle when I was uh, 16 years old. No, oh, no kidding. Yep. What do you? What? How'd you build it? Oh gosh, which time? <laughs> the last time, the time that made the ruts. That's uh, what I want to know about. It's funny. You you do stuff and you think this is a good idea when you're young and then you get older and you're like, okay, I want to redo this and oh. make it more functional. And I'd have been money ahead if I'd have just started out with a Toyota. So <laughs> I know I get a lot of hate from the Toyota guys. So I definitely wish I would have just started with the Toyota. <laughs> I got my first I'd have been Jeep, money ahead. <laughs> and their Jeeps are cool, but they're Jeeps. Yep. Uh, and there's nothing else like a Jeep. Yep. You know, my buddy built a, he's got a 64, I think it's a CJ six, a little bit longer. Yep. And, uh, he's got it built pretty good. I, me and Bradley killed an elk and there's this rough spot you got to go through. There's washout. And I got my super duty, you know, it's got, it's locked up in the back and I can go, I can go a lot of places in that spot. You know, you pull in, I spotted elk like always. And I'm like, I know how to get to him. It's like, we, anyways, long story short, we pull up there and there's Toyotas and stuff parked on the side of the road at this washout, and I just crawl right <laughs> up it, you know. And it was rough. Anyways, we kill a bull up there, get it packed out, or not packed out, get it quartered up, call my buddy. And so we come out of there, come to camp, and I was like, we're taking your Jeep up there next time, you know, because he's. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing. Just two wheel drives, you know, and, uh, and I, like I said, I can make a full size truck up there, but I mean, there's a lot of. A lot of flexing. Oh, lot, yeah. Of, I can only imagine. A lot of moving and, and uh, you know, rubbing the rocks, you know, into the clearance. And, and But to watch that Jeep just walk up it and that suspension, it's like, it's impressive. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm kind of spoiled. I like hunting out of the the full size truck a little bit too. I like having the extra space yeah. for but all my stuff changed, now. Right? I mean, yeah. think about it. We all got kids. We all got families. That, yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, we go hunting or whatever. The the planning of your hunting truck at age thirty three. Yep. Thirty five. 40. I like heated seats. I just wanted now. to hear you say it. 40. <laughs> like, heated seats and satellite radio, man. That's right. I mean, you used to. Best, yeah, greatest inventions ever. You, you just come out wet and you're just like, turn that heated seat on. You just needed something <laughs> yeah, to get you nice. through the woods. It didn't matter what it looked like. If it was rattling apart now, it's like, you got to buy a $30,000, $40,000 truck to have the creature comforts and not feel old bouncing around. Yep, exactly. Because oh, yeah. have you ridden in a, let's say, a straight axle Toyota lately? Uh, it's been a few years. Yeah. It's been a few years. Every yep. year they get worse. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Technology's came so far. Well, like we were talking with Brian about, you know, it's not just the GPS that's changed everything. You yeah. know, the dog boxes, the trucks, the, the gear that we wear. I mean, heck, what are those first lights you're no, wearing? No. No, these are, I'm ashamed to say Eddie Bauer. It <laughs> <laughs> goes the podcast ratings down. <laughs> No, my buddy James, he's like, you got to you gotta check out those Eddie Bauer. They're like 50 bucks on Amazon. I don't know what they call them, First first Ascent or something. They're really light. It's uh, But between First Light, the Kuyu, I, I got a pair like that, your Kuyu pants. I like those. I like to hunt in those. They just had that big sale. That's the only reason why I got them right now. They're like 40% off. So they're new. Stuff. Yeah, I haven't got them out in the woods yet. Not yet. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, the, but. Even technology's great. Even <laughs> yeah. like so, we were just talking about like the trucks and the dog boxes have all kind of stepped up a lot. And it was if you look around, like oh, what yeah. you used to see for a truck with a dog box was a homemade wooden box, you know, put together, and and even to the point where I was like car hearts and you know, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the car heart insulated. Those are fun when you get man. wet. Or yeah, get you just like a little mothball walking through <laughs> the woods, just wicking all the water up. Yep, and like. A lot, you know, so we look at the GPS sometimes and go, okay, you know, all oh, the GPS changes, you know, we, a lot of it's changed. The clothing has changed, the trucks that's being used, the dog boxes, everything's kind of stepped up a little the bit. The dogs. You know, there's still, you know, people running around with, with beat up Toyotas and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And, and It's, it kind of, it's crazy to think about it, but, you know, guys like Rod or guys mm -hmm. like. You know, even my dad or some of the, the guys from that era, if you really stop and think about how much more they had to, like, know their dogs necessarily yeah. than what we yeah. have to now. Like, I mean, you guys have both hunted in the telemetry eras, too. I mm -hmm. mean, we've all listened to that beatbox until our eyes were about ready to cross. Yeah. And then, I don't know about you guys, but when I was first starting out, I spent a lot of time hunting my dogs literally like trying to find where my dogs were because i was still learning the telemetry box and you know I my where dad, the deer were going yeah, if i figure out where the deer were going i can figure out a clue on my dogs yeah if they were running trash they better be on its hooves you know <laughs> that's what danny used to say you don't go bear hunting you go hunting for dogs that's yep. all you do you guys just turn them loose and go look for them when you're done i yep. was driving we packed camp up and uh me and my buddy Dan, we went up there, pulled our elk camp out, and we're like, oh, let's just take a drive through these. So I drove through some woods that I hadn't been in for years, and we're driving through, and I'm like, we're just talking about different places. I'm like, yeah, well, I put a deer right in the middle of that creek right there one night. <laughs> I remember walking up and seeing a black tail buck just bait up in the creek. <laughs> I was like, oh, that one stings a little bit. Well, it's funny you say the telemetry, though, because I feel like there's different generations here, okay? There's the old timers that hunted way before we had anything. anything. Oh, yeah. Like yep. nothing. You were just running a dog. 
I mean, that's when you had to have big mouths on a dog, you know, good locate homing ability. I mean, some of the traits that, I mean, really, I feel that they're being, I don't want to say lost because I think it's evolving past some of that. Like, we don't have to have a big ball mouth dog now. Yeah. But, like, our generation, you started with at least some kind of tracking system. Yeah. You had a always dogs. Always had something, yep. So, did you ever leave a magnet in? Don't lie to me. <sighs> I'm I sure I have. Yep. Everybody sure I have. that has hunted telemetry has left a magnet in, I think. Yeah, I was bear hunting with Rod, and uh, all my collars plugged, let them out. I mean, just, and at that moment, you're like, oh, crap. Yep. You, you know how fast a dog can run on the start of a bear. Oh, you're yeah. not catching them. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess shoot. Should we explain how that works? I'll bet there's a lot of people listening who actually don't know what a telemetry <laughs> collar is. Yeah. Talking about magnets so, and stuff. <laughs> telemetry collars sent out this really unrefined radio signal, and you have your box in the truck with an antenna. But the on-off switch was a magnet you would pull out of it. Yeah, you pull the magnet out, collar starts beeping, put it in, it goes out. But it's came a long way since then. And, and it's it, it's always funny, too, because I, I still talk to some of my dad's old hound buddies, and they're not, some of these guys aren't in dogs anymore. Some of them still are. Some of them will till the day they die. Um, but talking to them, they're, they're asking me about the GPS stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, state-of-the-art technology to them. Yeah. And it's almost like foreign to them. They're like, well, how many... How many hours is the battery life on that one? <laughs> yeah, you know, right? I, you get that one a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, it, you know, few few days, but you you're gonna find your dog every time. You're not gonna need that extra sixteen thousand know, hours. Sixteen thousand hours. You can run that collar for three years and not just, have to put a yeah, magnet in it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just yeah. funny hearing that. But. And then the time when you did pull it out, and you're like, oh, I gotta find him, and as he nothing. I guess that battery's dead. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Listening to the beatbox, though. Yeah. <laughs> Just that. The static. Well, and, uh, did you have really jerk buddies when you started that would, like, put magnets in your collar when they found your dog? <laughs> no. Yeah, I used to have some of them. That was fun. <laughs> you, luckily, I always knew where that dog was going because she'd never make it to the tree, but she'd be right where you turned her loose. <laughs> so I'm running back up the mountain, and I'm beeping her. Beep, beep. Yeah, I remember setting sweatshirts out or leaving a dog box behind if you were in close, but like yeah. let's say you had to run to town for fuel or something, you know, then hoping the dog was there when you got back. Yeah. So any of y'all that didn't hunt the beat box days, you missed out. You on, should do it once. It, yeah. That's how you learn country. I'll tell you that. The same guy that put the magnets in my collars, I'd always ask him, like, how do you know this country so good? And he says, you just turn dogs loose. Yeah, lose a dog, you'll figure it out real fast. You, you know? know, especially with the mapping systems and everything we got for our GPS. Now you can go to another state that you've you never, don't even have to worry never about hunted it. before ever. Yeah. You know, and you can go and get a race going. Yeah, you know? and it's like wow. Yeah, you like e scouting before you even go. We're yep. back in those days. It was sitting down at a table, you know, a cup of coffee and maps rolled out and yep. Go to the uh, store, buy every map they had of the yep. area. You're like, oh, look at that map, that map, that map. <laughs> yep. Laying them out yep. and trying to tape them together. For trying sure. to figure it out. Yeah. That was. And it wasn't that long ago, really. What? 12, 13 years ago, really? I, I want to say was... 2007 is when the first 220 DC-30, you know, DC-20 kind of took, started. So, so we're talking 13 years ago. Like, that's not very long. It's really not. Because I started right at the tail end of it. Because they outlawed bear hunting in California in, what, 2012? 12. Yeah. 
So I started 2010, I guess. That'd be about right. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's changed. But even going back, like I said, we focus on the GPS. But when you look at guys, the trucks have gotten, you know what I mean? A lot of guys hunting in nice, you know, new Toyotas. You know what I mean? The dog boxes. We're talking with Brian Sorelli. You know what I mean? Like, you see a lot more nice aluminum dog boxes. Um, our clothing. You know what I mean? Like, you see the, the what they call the technical, which I... I never understood. I was kind of anti. I mean, I was anti. I was anti-Garmin when it first came out. I was like... Yep. Rah, rah, rah. You don't need that. That <laughs> doesn't work. That. That's junk. Nope. <laughs> and then finally you get it, and it was, like, it was the same with the clothing. I was like, rah, 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 that fancy camo BS, you know, and... And then you try it, and you're like, damn, that rain gear is really nice. Like, lightweight. Well, yeah. Even when I came up to go on that snowmobile hunt with mm-hmm. you, I remember you asking me, like, well, what are you wearing to go hunt? And I said, clothes? <laughs> like, I'd wear a flannel shirt. Like, this is what I usually, you know, hunt in was just jeans and a T-shirt with a hoodie or whatever. Now that, like, these are nice insulated. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. digging these. <laughs> you know, you stay comfortable and warm and dry and. It's and a it's big difference. lighter. I mean, honestly, like even getting into the 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 lightweight, being able to move and and hike and take the your movement. layers off. So some of it, you know, I mean, maybe it goes too far sometimes, but it's amazing what we used to. I mean, I remember the first time I I hunted with Don. It was me and Lauren. We were in Carhartts, sweatshirts. Get out. I mean, just go to the cat tree and I mean, soaking wet. Come back. I mean, drenched like Miserable. a mop. You know, I mean, just. No heated seats. <laughs> there was none of that. You know. <laughs> Listen to us right now. We do sound like the old guy. Oh man, <laughs> the windshield was so fogged up because you know you, you were just pretty much wet sponges in there. You ever yep. get the ice on the inside and, uh, of the windshield? That he was pulls fun. his rain gear off and he says, "Oh, let's go catch another one." <laughs> Me and Laura are like, "We're done. I mean, this is it. This bone dry." <laughs> oh, so that part of it, I've learned a lot, is to, even to keep dry because the next. You can continue hunting. You know, you can hunt longer. Things like that that you don't, you know, you mountain man through it and be tough. But, man, sometimes it's, you know. Keeps you in the woods a lot longer for sure. Yeah. Well, that, I, that stuff helps. Yeah, and I, I still find myself, like, mountain manning a little bit when I probably don't need to. Like, I was talking with Brandon the other day, and we were uh, we were talking about, it was our elk hunting trip, actually, because we were elk hunting kind of the same area you were in. And uh, we got to talking about, are we really hunting the way we should be hunting? Or are we hunting the way that we feel like uh, you're supposed to elk hunt? Because it ain't working and it's rough. Yeah. Like, should we just figure out an easier way to do this? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I went uh, this year. I, I don't know if I told you this story. I was on the snowmobile seeing the track going up, elk track. And I went like, as I hop off the snowmobile and I'm just I'm after it, right? And I look, I get about halfway up there. I mean, I'm we're probably like 3,600 feet, no, about 3,000 feet, and so it's just going straight up the mountain towards towards the tree line. And I remember seeing some sign there, and uh, I'm like, that kind of looks like cow shit. You know what I mean? Like that don't look like a bullshit. And I should have that should have been my first clue. Mm-hmm. I keep going. I come up to the bed, and uh, it jumped out of the bed, circled me, and I went all the way back down. I, I never did catch up to it. I never did see it. I get back down, and I chased a cat. So the next next night, I, I told Mike, I said, we're going to go up there. That th- that guy's coming out. So I still had in my head, this is a bull. 
we're going back up there. He's coming out of there tonight. And sure enough, track coming down across the road. I hop on like a hound dog, start peeling off of it. <laughs> Mike's sitting on the on the the snowmobiles there waiting, and it loops up, and it's a cow comes up across the road. All that energy. <laughs> and I was like, I, it, he looks at me and goes, do you think that's the one that you And I'm like, absolutely. I know that's <laughs> the one. I wish it wasn't. But we just need to go with Mark. Shoot, you had a bang-up year this year. It was a good season. I no was, kidding. I was pretty fortunate. Yes, I had a good were. season this year. What'd you do? Um, Everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I got a, a nice mule deer. Yeah, got a got a mule deer. Uh, got an elk and uh, a bear. Uh, and no, an elk and a bear on the same day. Yeah, I was on the same morning. The same like, place. Same morning. Same morning. Yeah. Don't play it off. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, pretty exciting to say the least. But, so how did that work out? So <clears throat> woke up and like crack a light. Yeah. And I've been putting on a ton of miles. Like I don't know. Have you? You obviously. Yeah, I was hunt. camped actually probably a. I'm going to say two miles from where you were hunting. Okay. Give or take. So basically what I'll do is like a lot of times I'll just kind of dive out into the deepest, nastiest, steepest stuff that people don't like to hunt. And especially with how popular, you know, archery elk hunting is anymore. It's like, that's the only way you can really get away from people. Especially this uh, year. No, it was a, it was an eventful morning. Uh, You know, I was getting my gear on and I heard one crack off and it was right at, you know, first light. So we make a trip heading in and get in there, drop down into the canyon. And then I literally just two cow calls, light cow calls. And that bull came just running right in at me. And he was kind of quartered away just a little bit. I thought I double lunged him, but I only single lunged him. And then he took off. I thought I heard crashing. I'm like, all right, he's down. I go in there instantly, kind of a rookie mistake, right? I'm going in, didn't give him any time. That bull pops up. He takes off running. I'm like, oh, gosh. So I go and I sit back up on top of the canyon and I'm trying to get a hold of my brother just to let him know, like, hey, you know, I wounded something. Um, I'm going to give it like three hours and head back in. So I go back in and I don't know if it was just coincidence or, you know, if that bear was on the same blood trail, if he smelled something and he was just passing through. Not 100% sure, but got down into some really thick brush, super dark. And I'm looking, and I see the silhouette of a bear. I heard something breaking, uh, you know, branches and stuff as I was walking through. I knew it wasn't an elk. And that bear was like 20 feet from me. And so <laughs> no let it let an arrow go. and Just then, send it. Yep. And then. Uh, you might as well chase two. <laughs> I, to, <laughs> just to tell you how close it was, I had my 20-yard pin on him, and I still shot a little bit high. I got him kind of oh, in like. The, it was a frontal shot, so it was kind of at the base of the neck and chest. And the bear takes off. I go in, find my bull. So I'm all excited, you know, doing that whole thing. And I'm like heading out and I'm like, oh yeah, the bear. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I happened to come across his blood trail and I found the bear probably about 80 yards away. So nice. Yeah. And then it, the work started. Oh gosh, man. We were packing. I bet that was miserable. Yeah. Honestly, that would, cause I know where you shot it now. Yeah. That, it was steep. That it was, was nasty. For <laughs> sure. So the same, pretty much the same hunt, just like an elk and a bear. Dude, yep. stacking them up. I remember I, because I messaged you, because I was going to, we kind of, I usually hunt the other side. Yep. And I'm like, okay, we're going to try something different this year. And I get a hold of Mark, and he's like, we just moved the family to elk camp. 
you know, because it was the fires, right? Yep. I mean, you literally just moved the whole family, left the house, and yeah, decided most, to go to Elk Most Camp. all of Clackamas County, I think, got evacuated for the most part. And, uh, you know, most of my, my family, that's where we all live. So right. we had, I mean, I'm not going to go try and stay at the fairgrounds with a bunch of other people. Right. And so we, I'm like, okay, I already got a tent set up over there. So <laughs> we'll just head over east. Just, and yep. Since I already got Elk Camp set up, we're going to go hang out for a couple weeks, yep. you know. But. Wow. I had the hounds and stuff too. I took my dogs with me too and kind of set them up with their dog houses. So I had my dogs, my kids, and my wife. So I'm like, all right, we're good. <laughs> Got everything you care about. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever hunted over there with the dogs? No, but I want to. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to. I've talked about it for years, just never done it. Right. But on. Hopefully this season. Yeah, we're getting ready to do a uh, a hunt with the Houndsmen for Heroes. Oh, the cool. Second week of December over there oh so nice it's, it's a pretty good deal you know we, i think we got three vets lined up for this year we take them out and, and go on a bobcat hunt it's just bonsai for four days you know running 24 it seems like 24 that's hours that's the one that uh fern ridge is back in isn't it kinda, so it, it is split fern ridge is its own club and then the houndsman for heroes is a 501c3 okay so but we we still do between the clubs you know we'll get members that come over and help and it's I, a pretty good deal. I haven't been to any of their meetings in a few years, or at least a year or so, but that's cool that they are still, you know, working kind of hand-in-hand hand with that. I think that's such an awesome cause. Oh, yeah. So cool. It, and they've opened it up. It used to just be Purple Heart recipients, and now we've opened it up to, you know, first responders, um, you know. Are you guys able to pull more local, locally, or mm -hmm. do you guys? Okay. Yep. That, and that's kind of why we did it that way, is now we can pull from a local source like last year we had two guys from klamath falls which is just right down by me uh it, it makes it a little easier you know being residents of oregon but yeah we're always looking to to get somebody to the woods i'll nice. give you the info if you're bored no oh, yeah that'd over. be awesome man i think we're doing a four-day hunt nice we're, i got a feeling we're gonna spend some woods time together this year we've been talking about it for a <sighs> long time freaking 10 years probably <laughs> but i want to see that new snowmobile in action down yeah, in Nevada. For sure, man. It'll be a good Heck time. Yeah. So hopefully we can get together and do this again. I want to do some podcasts with you after we catch a couple big old Tom Lyons. Oh yeah. That'd be great, man. Kick around the campfire afterwards. But yeah, you guys are gonna try to uh well, I gotta talk my boss into giving me the time off. So Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my season there. But first week of this, of uh January. Ah, no, that's a rough time of year yeah, at the shop here. You're that's gonna have to. Season. You're gonna have to stay behind. <laughs> you're gonna have to stay behind here. <laughs> Hold yeah. the fort down. Well, my birthday's the sixth. Mine's the third. Okay, so we got at least how many are going? Three or four of us. Four? Yeah, I think Tim I think going. So. I hope so. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I'll bust his chops. Who's this? Again. Tim Cook. Oh yeah. Yep. Tim and Mark and me and Brandon are are gonna go down there and give her a shot. Mark's been there before. Yeah. Brandon and I have been talking about it for years, but never seem to actually make it happen. You know, January rolls around and you just don't go. Yeah, I I just love it down there. If I could, I would live down there, you know, or just, a, you Have know, a Oregon cabin. and Washington's just not overly hound friendly. You go to like Nevada, Idaho, you know, Montana, you get more like-minded people together. It's just way better man well I, when they walk could, to your truck you don't yeah. worry if they're gonna chew you out it seems like yeah exactly i mean we especially with where we live and where we hunt especially up here maybe not you as much but 
Yeah, we're not as bad as you probably with the Portlanders. Oh, gosh. They need yeah. to start a season on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't. Frustrating. Frustrating. But that going east is kind of nice. Yeah, like for sure. That. Well, now those statewide cat tags, that makes it kind of nice, you know, because <laughs> we can pop over and still hunt home, too. Now, I've really lucked out that they did that this year just on account of everything being closed locally. You lost so all your hunting pretty much. Pretty much. So no matter what, I'm traveling. Like, my closest hunt's like two hours. So, I mean, before, I mean, it just kind of puts everything in perspective, you know, and how good you had it. You just took it for granted pretty much, you know. Yeah. Could go out a few nights, you know, during the week and have a work have to work the next day and it'd be no big deal. So. I wonder how long they're going to keep that area closed. I heard springtime. Spring? Yeah. yeah. That's their season. Right about the yeah. end of hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That figures. That's how it works. A lot of ground burnt burnt here in, in Oregon and stuff. So we'll have to see how that you gotta tell me some, some snowmobile story. Go 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 I'll figure it out for me because <laughs> it's a lot of work. Well, I won't be making any more Jeep ruts over there, that's for sure. <laughs> so. because there'll be no Jeep ruts. This would be perfect to get in there. There'll be nobody even get in there. I don't know. Have you gone to the bar? They got barricaded, or what do they? They do. They uh, actually. Um, I don't know if they still do with the weather up high, but there's certain parts up up there that's. Uh, they got somebody from Forest Service, um, park there. Oh, not really? Camping on yeah. it, huh? Yep. And then uh, it's the same way when you just head out of town. They got like a a, you know, blockade there as well. Wow. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know why they got it closed. Jimmy is saying something about they're doing a bunch of falling and and. That's what I've heard. Salvage logging. I you know I did go up on uh, tried to go up, let's see, maybe like three weeks ago or so, and weren't able to get very far. They had it shut down right right there off of twenty six too. So. Wow. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what this season's gonna look like, but it, it's. It's here. <clears throat> I've been deer and elk hunting, so I haven't been paying attention too much, but I'm going to have to find a couple spots here to poke around in. and uh, I don't know. We'll see. Was well, there anything else you wanted to cover? Did you Man. tell all your stories? You get any more training? He's got rides? notes over there. Oh. I see him. Oh, yeah, you, you a few notes? things. Somebody brought notes to the Not, not really. I mean, got a really <laughs> nice napkin. Yeah, I just. Mine's uh, on a post-it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that note here. Let's, let's, what do you got? Well, because Mark and I have been talking about doing this podcast for weeks now. Like, we've been trying to line it up just to do one over the phone, and it just worked out that I was coming up to the shop. One thing thing I would say. Find the right woman. Tell me about that. (laughs) That's part of what I wanted to cover. Uh, All right. Well, let's talk about uh, that. That's a – oops, sorry. That's a wrong notepad there. (laughs) Different different notepad. (laughs) No. uh, So I was kind of thinking, you know, if I could give anybody good advice for, like, a young hound hunter starting out, one – Find the right gal that you can, you know, will let you go out hunting and maybe, you know, she wants to go with you too. You know, I would say that's good advice. I've seen a lot of my buddies, you know, either wind up with divorces or, you know. Yeah. True story. That whole thing. Um, you know, but, and then they get rid of the, the dogs instead of the woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You get to the point where it's like, yeah, you're getting rid of the wrong thing. I think you need to keep your dogs and get rid of the woman. Yeah. One other thing, too, is just uh, if I could give another piece of advice, 
you're talking about technology and how fortunate we are to have all of that, right? Yeah. So one big thing I would say that's changed, cause some of you asked me about on the phone, like what's changed, at least from when you first started till now, obviously social media. So, yes. I mean, if you're listening to this, you know, just that's a, that's a smart. Don't put everything online. That is a really, that is what's going to be the crux. It's going to, going to end it like, yep. for, for, for dogs is, is it's not, the, and I think it's even deeper than just dogs. I think it's in in a lot of realms of society. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're, we're wanting that. Like a lot of times, you know, we got to have a Facebook page. We got to have this stuff for W. We, we yeah. use it for promotion and stuff. But on a personal level, I always question my motives when I want to post something and it's good to share. You know what I mean? I don't mind sharing and I think that's yeah. really good. But a lot of times I really have to reflect, why am I really posting this? And, and sometimes that's, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's for ego or whatever. And that's totally fine. And I, and I acknowledge that I'm doing it <laughs> mostly for ego. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's really what I think a lot of, a lot of sharing comes down to. And, and, uh, on, on, some realm of that that's healthy and that's normal and i think that's good everybody wants to brag a little bit yeah i mean you know especially when i think you go through phases too like i think like when you're first starting out you're just trying to absorb as much information from as many different people as you can and then when you start getting get a, little a little bit piece. more successful then you want to let people know like hey check me out you know well, you want to establish good. um and then you know, when you've been doing it a while and you've kind of, I mean, hound hunting can be kind of like a yo-yo at sometimes, you know, yeah. especially when your good dogs get old and then you got to start out with young dogs again and start out at ground zero and work and train those. I mean, I think for me, like my definition of like what a true hound hunter is, somebody who maybe had those top dogs and then had to, you know, those dogs come and go yep. and you know what it's like to have good dogs. And then you have to kind of start again, yeah. climb the ladder. And you know again. what it has the crappy dogs. And yeah. You're like, yeah, I've had good dogs before, and I got crappy dogs right now. Yeah, and yeah. you got to kind of climb that ladder again. And uh, yeah, no, I, I think social media. Like I said, I think there's a ton of positive with it. You know, the connectivity for sure, the messaging that we can get, the the you know connection, and there's a lot of benefit there. You know what I mean? But I also think there's a pile of of negative um that can that can also come with it even even to the point of you know like I said ego jealousy you know there's some things like that on both sides you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there can be ego from posting it and then there can be somebody else jealous from you know and i always have to um i'm notorious for just browsing and, mm-hmm. and i'll have to check myself i'm like hey I need to just not be some creeper that just scrolls through and be like, hey, you know, like oh, I got no have problem a, with it. So have a you know, well, somebody has a a kid or a baby yeah. or oh yeah, or catches kind of you know their kid shoots a deer. You know, it's like sometimes for me at least, I have to remember, hey, let me like that or yeah. you know, what I mean, because I, I I just don't engage a lot in social media, and so sometimes it's it's just for me to check myself and be like, hey, I'm I'm here to support other people and make sure I you know. That kid's first buck or whatever, you know, because I know with my, you know when I do it, I'm a proud dad, and I was like, oh my kid's first buck, you know what I mean, and and so that feels good, and so sometimes it's not a bad thing, you know what I mean, like yeah, but at the same time, I do think a lot 
and sometimes it's like, man, there's things I post that I don't post. Because I'm like, you know, the really point of it is, is that was for me, you know. Yeah, I, I go, I go back and forth with that too. Like we, we treat uh, Bobcat like maybe two or three weeks ago, mm -hmm. and uh, I had my kids there, and my wife was with me, and it was relatively close to the road, which was great because they, you know, they're only seven and five, so they right. came down there, and I looked back, and I was videotaping everything, and I heard my both my boys going oh yeah good dogs talk to him talk to him yep. and i just thought to myself for a second it just like weirded me out i'm like oh my gosh that's <laughs> this is crazy you know yeah. third generation out here doing it and it yep. was pretty cool and i was gonna post the video because it was so awesome and i'm like ah no this is more for me yep so and that's that's exactly it is sometimes i i get to the point where i'm like ah, and i'm like you know what i really don't need to share this moment you know what i mean like i i i will keep that one for myself and sometimes you know it's good to share and sometimes i just think but you know i think there's people who thrive off of everything and then um and they make their own narrative you know what i mean they 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 establish their relevance yeah within our sport is yeah. how i think of it and like, it's, it's to be the next you know to do this and so everything they got they post and even if it's yeah, shouldn't be on there. And some people will like, you know, they really like the competitive side of it. You know, they want to be the best and they want yep. everybody to know that they're the best. For me, it's never really, it's, you know, the only person I'm in competition with is myself. I always try and do better than I did the year before mm -hmm. and that's it, you know. Yeah. And uh, one other little tidbit of advice for like a new hound hunter. If you do happen to buy a dog from somebody, because you know, like Jimmy said, when you first getting into hounds, everybody's got a dog for sale. Yep. If you spend a lot of money on this dog and it's not what the whoever said it was going to be, that doesn't mean you can sell that dog for the same amount. Your reputation's worth more than that. So if you, you know, don't try and pass off your garbage to somebody else. That's my two cents on that. Yeah. But Dogs, that's one of my things I don't, like. I, that's a rule here. Yep. No dog deals. Like yep. I, I get a lot of people that, oh, what do you, you know, any dogs? And I'm like, man, I just, I stay away from dog deals because all of a sudden you recommend the, well, the, the half of the dog deal is the people part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean, and, and expectations are so different between two different hunters. Yep. That, that what could be a good dog to somebody is not a good dog to the next person and yeah or or it could be a good dog and the next person doesn't like doesn't know what the hell he's got and or what he's doing yep and totally you know? screws that dog up and then and then it's just you know it all comes down to it's more about the hunter than it is the the dog a lot of times and so i've just made a the rule that at w it's like no dog deals like we yep. just don't we don't get into that i don't Yep. I don't recommend dogs. I don't, you know, try to sell dogs. I, you know, I mean, nothing about that I want to be a part of. And mostly it's because, you know, reputation. You know what I mean? I, I, I just, I've seen it where somebody has what they think is a good dog and to the next person it's not a good dog. And, and those two hunters can be both well-accomplished hunters, you know what I mean? In their own right, both of them. And, and so it's like, man, it's just... It's a weird dynamic. Yes, it is, for sure. Well, it's something that we're more sensitive about. I mean, the only thing I think you can equivocate it to is your family. I mean, yeah. like, you know, you telling me this dog's not doing what it, I've seen it do 500 times, It, it's yeah. tough. 
Well, they'd be like, you know, one one person's kids, like, whoa, they're angels. And I'm like, that's a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the blinders on. <laughs> right, right. I think if you can if you can be in the dog world, I'm going to say even 10 years and still have a good name, you're doing good. Because <laughs> it's easy to go south in a real hurry. Yeah. And you don't even have to know what caused it half the time. Like, all of a sudden, you just... People yep. aren't there that that were, or it's interesting, man. I do like what Don said, though. You know, uh, if they're not saying something about you, you're you not. You're, yeah, you're, you're, not you're, somebody off. you're not doing it right. <laughs> that cracked me up. It's yeah. true. And now you know, here I am. I thought nobody ever hated on me too bad, and then, <laughs> then here I am out. with the Jeep ruts <laughs> on the podcast. I was so. cussing you. You were doing something up there. Oh, I guess I'm doing something right. I guess that yeah. popped in my head when we were talking about that hunt. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if we really want to go there. I'm glad Buddy did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never afraid to open that box. And I was like. If there's a if there's a door, I'm gonna walk in the door, and, and sometimes the it gets uncomfortable really quick. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Did I say or that I'll, out loud? I'll see one of my buddies. They're like, oh, saw the Washington plates up here again. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, yep. that area is. Uh, I was worried because there's not you know, the way they the way that area burned. I'm like, God dang, we're all gonna be cramped in together, you know. So I don't know what's gonna. Yep. I don't know how bad it got burned. I'm kind of curious to see because. You know, where we used to be able to spread out on different sides of the. I've got a buddy that's uh, fallen timber up there right now because basically what I understand, a lot of that area, um, they're trying to do like 10 years worth of logging in two years. So they have like a two-year goal to try and salvage as much of that burnt timber wow. as possible. So at really? least they're trying to do something with it. Did it, uh, did it burn hot and like complete or is it spotty? Uh, he showed me some pictures and it just depends on what area it was. So, um, I think where the Riverside and the Beachy Creek fires met, mm -hmm. like I've heard that's pretty much obliterated, but I heard that some right of the there, outskirts that, stuff. That, the Ripplebrook. Um, I don't, or, I'm, or uh, other side, the Beachy. Beachy Creek one was the one that was out, I think, uh. uh like Detroit? Detroit area. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think cause those two fires met and, uh. It was something. And Riverside's the one that came down the clock. Yeah. But that's a big deal that they're salvage logging it's in. some rough-ass country right there. Yeah. I remember, like, four-wheeling up there. I think a lot of the our stuff is pretty safe. Yeah. I think uh, I used to, like, go four-wheeling as, as kids up, which that was another fun story. I I remember I was hunting with Rod up there, and we're, we're driving up there, and, and there were some kids in uh, Jeeps. <laughs> Just every... Fresh pile of snow. In a, I'm sitting with Rodney's, and Rod's like, "God damn, them sons of bitching kids!" Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Every powder of snow, and you know what I mean. You just got to go through. You know, if there's a, if there's a two foot wide section of snow, they got to go put a tire track in it. You know, and and when you're up there hunting, and you know, day in and day out, I mean, Rod was just cussing, and I'm thinking, I'm that seat, just keep my mouth quiet, like. I used to be one of those kids. <laughs> you know yep. I, mean? I used to be one of those. Like, oh, there's a powder. <laughs> Run a truck right through. You know, you see this fishtail every corner. Yeah. Spray yeah, the, go spray the spin snow. it around, throwing slop, and just yep. hammering down. And uh, now I'm that old man that's like, them sons of bitching kids. They, they're up here for <laughs> one weekend. Go mess up all the good snow. And then I got to come up here and, and fight these stupid ruts and all the, you know, the. Or turn at a corner. Like, if there's any kids here that are not hound guys, when you go around the corner, you know, and they just cut that corner right now. Oh, yeah. The coral, and I'm just so, because I'm like, 
yeah, sure, you made it up here when it was nice snow, but, you know, when that stuff starts sliding out and, and you're trying to go, you know, go We're trying day in, day slide out. slide off the hill. And your ass in starts sliding. I'm like, I like a couple feet to get a, you know. Yep. You know, like an old man around those corners. Oh, I have to say this, too, just, just because it had me busting up when I was uh, hearing Jimmy's impersonation of uh, Doc Soa. I got a, <laughs> I got a good story, too. Um, we were sitting around a campfire one time at one of the cat campouts, and Larry was there, and, you know, he's – one of my buddies asked him, he's like, well, Larry, you know, where are all these, these bobcats at? <laughs> Real quiet. Like, well – the bobcat behind every tree you're not looking at. <laughs> and then my other, my buddy, uh, he's like, well, you know, what do you think, Larry, about trying to get some of some cats put up today? And it's early in the morning. And yeah. Like, you're not going to catch any cats. Like, that dog's way too fat. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy just, I don't know, he just kind of sunk a little bit. And I was cracking up laughing. It was great, but those doc stories on that that episode was pretty pretty great. <laughs> yeah, no, Doc was a different character, man. He he he'd be quiet, and then he says something that stings. And it normally <laughs> stings and it hurts, right? Like, uh, I only met him, I think, one time. At, well, he used to come to the Foothills meetings, right? Yeah. Uh, so Larry and my dad were pretty good friends, and um, same with Jerry Myra. Jerry Myra used yeah. to come out we too. Need to we Jerry need, yeah, for podcast. sure. Jerry would be a really good one. Yeah. And just hearing some of his old stories that you know of how they used to do it back in the day, it's pretty great. Yeah. So. Yeah, some of those old timers, Jerry Myra. When he, when, uh, it's he, hard when you get into the old timers because like. Like Doc, I know you want to do a podcast with him, but it would be horrible. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, do it. Doc would be a rough one. I really want to do one with uh, my buddy that got me started into hounds, Tony Witcherly. You know, and we're gonna go give it a shot. But you know those those old timers. Sorry, Tony, but I'm lumping you into the old timers. It's uh, they tell they knew how to tell stories. They knew how to have a conversation. It's different, and it doesn't always translate over to like this. I think. Yeah. You know, those, the pause is what makes a story half the time. Oh, yeah. You know, and it doesn't translate <laughs> into a podcast. It just sounds like we're sitting here in dead air. Yeah. But, yeah, I, we need to get some of those, like Jerry, and we need to get Zip on here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Z Zip, Jerry, Jerry Hat. I mean, there's just, we got a Jerry pile Hat. of guys that we need to go through. It's too bad with this COVID stuff. You know what I mean? Like I said, I, convention didn't happen you know which hopefully we get convention going again and sure we could hammer out place. half dozen of them there mm -hmm. you know all those guys they all come together for that every year you know and that's the, the cool thing about it it's like really there were a lot of years that's the only time we'd really even see each other mark you yep. know it, we'd all go to the ousda meeting yep yeah and a lot of them are gone yeah and we're losing more every year no wisconsin got canceled like there's just a ton which who knows? We'll see. The woods are closed. There's fires closed even go down hunting. the woods. Can't we just land. need to do it out in central Oregon, you know? Yeah. It's a wild west out there. <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. Everything just turns into Idaho. <laughs> yep. Greater Idaho. Yeah. Yep. Those yeah. are my people out there. <laughs> we yeah. need some state of Jefferson going on. Yep. Well, let's wrap this up. 
At least cool. you're not going to have Jeep ruts in my hunting spots this year. You're going to have something you have some out in your yard here, <laughs> though. You're going to do a Brody out in the yard, just leave it there. I can touch you up. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully we can do this again, Mark. Over. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, I love what you guys are doing, and it's you know great to listen to. I look forward to uh, you guys you know putting podcasts out it's awesome you're gonna listen to your episode i don't think so that'd be weird listening See, to yourself i've I asked think. several people that and they're like i don't know if i really want to listen to it yeah i i get tired of hearing my own voice but <laughs> it's like so do we man i sound that squeaky <laughs> you don't sound squeaky oh i feel squeaky sometimes when you listen to like when the self-reflection of like or you see yourself and you're like God damn, I look kind of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that goofy, I'm but I look that it. goofy. <laughs> oh, well, thanks again, Mark. Well, thanks we'll, for having we'll me, do guys. It again. All right. All right, man. <laughs>